Welcome to Just Another Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Soderberg, and I'm here with a good friend of mine, actually, and a, a owner and CEO of uh, TipWhip and founder of TipWhip, Spencer Wood. How's it going, Spencer? Good, man. Thank you for having me. I'm glad you could, uh, we get up. This is the earliest one I've probably done so far, and it's not even that early, honestly, because, I mean, most people are up. I mean, my fiance leaves for work at like seven o'clock, so people are up earlier than this. You said you get up around five or whatever, but I work nights most nights. So to me, eight o'clock in the morning is early. Tuesday is the day that I do go into work around nine thirty or 10. So it's not like I'm in bed till noon, but welcome. Thanks for getting up with me and talking to me. Of course, man. Early bird gets the worm. <laughs> exactly. Um, so Spencer, you started Chip Whip how many years ago now? Um, it would have been January of 2014. Um, a buddy of mine uh, called me from a local bar up in Orono that has since passed. <laughs> uh, but he called me uh, looking for a ride. He had drove over to this bar to see a friend of ours who was leaving town. He had just graduated, did like a, you know, a January graduation sort of thing. So he drove over there and then ended up drinking way too much, couldn't drive back. Um, at that point, it was a lot of taxis. Uber was pretty new, but so the search price on Uber was like crazy. It was like $25 for him to go a half mile down the road to his apartment. Um, and he didn't have enough cash in his pocket for a cab, so he called me looking for a little help. I wasn't doing too much, so I drove over and picked him up, and uh, he threw the last $2 in cash he had through the window in my car and literally hit me in the face with it. And uh, from there, the light bulb kind of went off, and I went pretty full time after that that's awesome i mean it is a necessity obviously with me working for orno brewing company it's we see tip whip cars come in pick up students um but it's students for students right i mean so it's like only students can can drive and only students can get picked up yeah so you know it's a mobile app um in a sense where it functions like uber a, a lot in that way but the big differences are that it is exclusively for college students so Every driver is a student. Every rider has to be a student. We verify that with them using their college email addresses. Um, and then the real big difference is that there's no fare, there's no minimum, and there's no charge. It's your ride at your price. So what we do is actually tell kids, like let's say you uh, request a ride to McDonald's or something like that. It would say, um, you know, an Uber would cost you seven to nine dollars. A taxi would cost you ten to eleven dollars. A DUI would cost you ten thousand dollars. Tip Whip suggests five dollars and seventy-five cents. Mm -hmm. um, and that way, kids have the option to kind of just do like a a hot button, you know, like, hey, I agree with that tip. That sounds really fair. I don't really have to think about it. And that way, you know, they can just plug and play, and they take care of the driver in a fair way as well, instead of guessing what they should give. And that makes it really nice because you also feel confident that like you probably either know the person or they're at least the same age as you. It's not some 50-year-old man driving an Uber vehicle or, you know, whatever. Yeah. But just saying, like, it's also nice to know that it's college students for college students so that you know that it's someone trying to make a little bit of money for college as well as get home safe. Yeah. I mean, it was um, because of that, you know, college, college piece, we have um, – we actually have a really large – female driving force there's a lot of girls that drive for tip whip and their pretty exclusive reason is i feel a lot safer i feel a lot comfortable knowing that i'm only picking up kids that are my age that go to my school i'm not doing you know a 35 40 minute drive to you know a faraway place or whatever um 
so the comfort factor is definitely a big one. You know, a, a lot of the times um, that's kids' biggest reason for using Tip Whip, and, a lot, and they may even wait a little longer for a ride just knowing that they're getting another student to come pick them up and things like that. It's so confidence that it's, it's likely more safe and, and confidence that it's likely more i don't know it, it again putting money it's the local this to it i feel like even though uber drivers and and your your doordash drivers and all those people are local people um tip whip is a local company so it's like not only are you giving money because you're obviously you're not making money off this because 100 percent of the tips goes to the, to the driver so right now it, it goes to 80 20 okay um, so Drivers keep 80%, 20% comes back to the company to essentially keep the lights on. Um, but we do a lot of bonuses and things like that. So kids end up keeping upwards of like 95% of every dollar that they bring in as a driver. So, so, so part of that goes back, I said, you said to keep the lights on, but to a local company that it's helping other people in that area. Like I said, you know, the people who are driving for Tip Whip also on the nights they're not driving need to have some money to go out and hit up OBC or hit up Woodman's or, you know, Margaritas or whatever. Oh, so it's nice to see that the money's coming back into a local uh, thing too, which is pretty cool. So yeah, that's what um, what I wanted to kind of hyper focus on was you know it's I wanted everybody's money to really stay like in the immediate community, you know, instead of a driver, an Uber or Lyft driver, something like that coming you know thirty or forty minutes away into the college town to just try to make a couple quick dollars on Friday night. You know, that, that money's going to a kid that you're probably going to see at that local pizza spot or OBC, something like that, maybe even like the next day. So it, the money stays where it's at. It, it supports the businesses that are supporting the students. And um, overall, everybody stays safe. And that's fun. You get to meet a lot of people. It's really social. It's like, hey, I, did, I saw you in the rec center the other day. What's up? Me too. Like, now you're my tip with driver. So it's fun that way. So you, you, 2014, um, it's now 2020, so it's been six years. Did you start with an app or was it, how would you, how did you like, I didn't was it, it until February of 2016. Um, I first started, I was just using an old Blackberry like cell phone that I, you know, put a, put a number on and. Paid, paid for some minutes during the month and uh, kids would call that number. We would drive around campus. I had a van at the time. We would drive around campus with these magnets on the side of it that said like hashtag ride us. And it had this old cell phone number on it. We'd like pop out and, you know, throw a bunch of like, you know, junky like business cards to people with the number on it and say tip whip or whatever. Um, and then uh, we, um, would sit, I'd sit in the passenger seat and I'd pay my friends to drive. So I'd be like, hey, dude, like you drive now, I'll give you 40 or 50 bucks. And they'd be like, yeah, that sounds good. So we almost have like celebrity drivers. But I'd be in the passenger seat with headphones on, this Blackberry and like a notebook. And I'd be writing. Hold on a sec. Sorry, dude. Yeah, you're good. Um, my dog. And I'd be writing down all of the addresses and things like that. And Ideally, we'd pick you up. There's no guarantee because things get what get crazy sometimes, and like the notebook would be all over the place and whatever. Um, but we started with pen and paper, and then it moved into a uh, like a web app, so not like a native, you know, look it up in the Google Play or the iTunes Store. Um, 
but essentially just kind of like a dot com that could be saved on your phone to make it feel like uh, an app. But mm -hmm. that ended up being a, a bust that didn't really work very well. It was kind of poorly developed, not kind of, it was, it was very poorly developed. <laughs> uh, so we, we went back to the, the cell phone and uh, the pen and paper, and then used the, um, another developing company and took about a year, but ended up launching the first mobile app that was available in the Google Play and App Store in like February 2016. That's pretty badass. Like it shows, it's hard because I started this podcast and all I need to know is how to use the website, how to upload a, someone else designed the software to host the podcast audio files, right? I mean, I have a little bit of equipment, but it's like when you started a, 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 a company like TipWhip where your competitors are an app. I mean, if you think about your competitors were Uber and stuff like that. So it's hard to get people to use your stuff if you don't know how to program that. You have to, have, you have to pay someone else and have someone else program the app. It makes it a little bit harder to get that off the ground. So it almost took you two years basically to figure out, to get it off the ground to the point where it is now, where there's an app and it makes it easier for people and so on. I always yep. think about when you go to start a company, it's, it's the easiest companies to get going are the ones that you know how to do everything about it. Like, you know, I could launch a website tomorrow that has just a website, but if there was an app involved in it or some sort of software that needed to be programmed, I would, it would take me years to do it because I don't do that. I have to fundraise and, and, and pay someone else to do it and so on. So two years is actually pretty quick in my opinion to get from where you were to an app. So <laughs> congratulations on that. <laughs> It was a big learning process. You know, like I said, the, the, the web app was pretty much a bust. Um, and I had, you know, taken some, some family and friends money for that. So it was kind of like my first rude awakening into, you know, what do you do when shit hits the fan sort of deal. Um, but, you know, because of all the experiences and, and the way that the app did develop, and it's still developing to this day, you know, there's always things that, are changing or needing upgrading or you know whatever so it's kind of in constant motion if you will um, but it's been a great learning experience and given me like some invaluable characteristics and ability to understand things that i otherwise would have never understood in the technology world so it's definitely been good has there been an impact at all? I mean, with COVID, obviously, I mean, you missed the past, you know, obviously the last few months of the uh, the, the, the college um, uh, academic year. So obviously it doesn't cost a ton to run tip whip, right? It's not like it's a, you know, multi-million dollar venture that you have to worry about, but obviously it does cost some money as well as I'm guessing the last few months of the semester is probably one of your most ride, you know, because of main day and, graduation or is, is it do you think that the last semester is really the most popular semester for your uh, app uh yeah i mean we get a little bit more time uh, you know there's only like there's a couple months like school starts in september and you know kids are there for the entire month of october and then they kind of fade away for christmas and thanksgiving and stuff like that when they come back from uh you know winter break they essentially have that like week-long spring break and other than that they're they're on campus and they're at school so the spring's definitely a more popular time um so yeah i mean we we definitely lost out um as everybody did on you know kind of our popular season if you will but 
Um, you know, it's just one of those things you just got, I guess, have to adapt and, and figure out how you, how you survive and, and change in a time and world like this. So it's, uh, it's been interesting to try to, you know, figure out what the approach will be for the fall. You know, mm -hmm. now that there's no fall sports there, you know, kids are going home after Thanksgiving break and not coming back till spring semester. So it's like a lot of us that are in the world of, you know, college students and school year, you know, making money that way, uh, you know, whether you're the pizza place, the brewery, or the, the ride sharing service, everybody's trying to think about how you respond to what's going to be coming up in the fall and how do you maximize your small period of time. Um, but I think at the same time for me, you know, safety always has to come first. I mean, that's why I started TipWhip. That's why TipWhip is remain fair free. So it, it's, it's just going to be something that we're just going to have to pay attention to you know, the, the, the guidelines and the state and federal regulations and things that people put into place. And if we can safely operate and help kids move around uh, during the times that they are at school, then we'll do that. But, mm -hmm. you know, if it becomes a, an issue of safety and health and stuff like that, uh, then, you know, we'll have to look at a different approach on how we go to the, the fall semester. It is interesting. A lot of us, um, you know, the people who have public facing companies in Orno, your restaurants, your bars, your, your, your rideshare app, um, those things are customer facing that, that we, we rely a lot and put a lot of effort into the school year. And if the school year is any different than it normally is, it affects all of us. Like you were saying, like, it's not as simple. I mean, we, there was a reason why Orno Brewing Company is so successful in Orno is because there's a college there with thousands of students with a good portion of them, you know, at your, your, your later years of school school are over 21 can come hang out with our place and give us money and, and we'll give them food and beer rideshare. You guys help them get to our place and get home from our place. So there's that aspect that there isn't as many students or there isn't as many activities, then obviously the revenue is going to go down for a lot of us, but you also, you said safety is number one. So where it is also ride sharing people getting in and out of cars, you have to worry about your driver and so on. It's, it's going to be a battle that we don't know. Like someone asked me the other day at OBC when our patio is going to look different or when we're going to be able to do inside and outside and when things are going to go back to normal. And I go, I have no idea. If you have any inkling of an idea more than I do, I'd love to know because you know, no one has any idea. We're just going to do business as business is being done now until someone tells us we can't or want, or we need, we can allow to change it. Um, yeah. So it's like going into, obviously you have a couple of months. The lucky thing was March, April, May, right? That was your last three months of the school semester that you didn't get to do or half of March, I should say. Um, but then you have June, July and some of August to really just sit down and not have to worry about it. Cause you didn't, I mean, did you have, do you run tip whip in the summertime or is it? I, I, I pretty much shut it down and uh, you know, like upgrade things, reevaluate things, you know, do that sort of stuff. It's a perfect time for us to like shut the app down and, and do, you know, app work and development work and stuff like that. So we're, I kind of consider myself to be like a, a teacher's schedule in that sense, you know, like the summers are pretty off um, and we're just, you know, we're built to really go hard for nine months a year and then figure out what's next. <laughs> yeah. 
And think, speaking of that, now you're you're uh, in the real estate game too, huh? Yeah, you know the real estate cowboy. Yeah, exactly. How's that been going? Uh, it's awesome, man. You know, it's um, it it was a really smooth transition, I guess, from the time that COVID hit and Tip Whip got you know forcefully shut down into essentially going like full-time real estate while things, you know, while the cards laid out on the table sort of deal. So, you know, all of last year, I mean, it, it wasn't like something super planned, you know, it took me about a year to get my real estate license. I did it all online. I didn't take any class or anything. I did it all at my own pace. I failed the test twice, passed it on the third time sort of deal, so, you know? Um, I, so I interviewed and did the whole thing with a couple of different companies and really like, Probably February, late February, I like decided on the agency that I wanted to work with. And like pretty much at the same day, it was like, boom, COVID. And boom, you know, Tip Whip is, I mean, essentially the world shut down. And so mm -hmm. it was like, wow, like what happened to Tip Whip? And but then it was like, wow, I have this real estate license. So I just transitioned into that full time. So I guess it, it allowed me to like not be as emotionally damaged by by the by the shutdown which was which was super nice so i was able to put my focus into uh real estate without sacrificing tip whip and detail on on that that's pretty cool i mean it's also real estate is one of those things you can do around tip whip so if your real estate does take off and does really well you can also run tip whip when it gets back to normal and still be able to sell property and, and, and so on which is pretty cool it's a cool hand-in-hand kind of thing and i know a lot of people who really enjoy it i have a good friend of mine that used to work at uh gagan's with me he sells real estate for i forget who it is um i forget uh, hathaway yeah. berkshire hathaway and he sells house uh, he's just like living his the best life in his you know ever because he has nights off and he you know stays at home uh, nights off he works on his computer but he doesn't have to worry about bartending anymore or serving and he makes right. like six times the money he was making and, and it's because he's dedicated to it and he's going to push forward at it he's going to do everything he can to sell a house so i can understand and he loves it so there's definitely people who are out there who who are um loving real estate i can see your personality being a great personality to sell something to someone not as a used car smells and bad bad thing but you have a very outgoing um personality that you're not shy people who are shy shouldn't sell houses or cars or anything like that because that just does not work out. I did it back when I was super shy. I sold uh, cars. I, I sold cars. I probably sold one or two cars in the span of three months. Uh, luckily, I was paid a base salary because I would have never been able to survive. Um, but um, yeah, selling things is not for the faint of heart for sure. <laughs> oh man, it's, uh, I mean, it's, a, it takes, you know, it took a lot, it takes a lot of practice, it takes a lot of, you know, getting used to, you know, for me, obviously communication and like rapport building with people is like pretty natural for me. And I've learned it over the years of tip with and stuff like that. But, you know, understanding the, the software systems and stuff like that is all, uh, you know, something that I have to get used to and do all that stuff for. So it's, um, it's all, it's all relevant, man. Really. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Um, so what's, what's next for tip whip? Uh, well, dude, we're going to hope that it, uh, 
hope that the COVID stuff has like more of a game plan for for businesses to follow, um, and ideally have have like a guideline in place for fall semester. You know, I I don't really want to be responsible for making the decisions for everybody. You know, so I, I'm gonna try to listen to like what what the state tells us and what other businesses in the area are doing to remain kind of compliant and, and stuff like that. So I don't want to get too far ahead of myself with it, mm. but we'll, you know, we're going to play it by year and adopt as we adapt, as we kind of come to it, you know? And you're in how you're, you scaled up for a while there, but then scaled back. Is that what it was too? Yeah. So we launched in like 15 different schools across the country. Um, which was quite the experience, as you can imagine. And I, I moved to the University of Georgia and lived down there and lost in a bunch of SEC schools. Um, but then we scaled back because we landed a corporate sponsorship with Bangor Savings and wanted us to focus on the state of Maine and stuff like that, which was an amazing experience. And, you know, we, I love working with Bangor Savings and their innovation and ability to, to work with businesses like mine and kind of roll the dice on on us and, and support us while we're growing and helping the community. So that uh, that really reeled me back in, brought me back to Maine, had us hyper focus on like the the Maine, Hudson, Eastern Maine Community College area, um, and that's you know where we are, and we're you know, we're looking at the USM and the the Bowdens and stuff like that of, of the state. Um, but we'll see how how the ball kind of goes out. That's pretty cool because it's now focused a lot on Maine. Again, we talk about keeping it local. Um, all the money is now going back into Maine, basically, too, which is pretty cool. So, um, yeah. How, what have you been up to a little bit otherwise? Selling some real estate? That's it, man. Really? Full time. And it, well, actually, I, I, live in a, I live in a campground um, right now until October. So that's been pretty fun. It's a lakefront campground, living in style. Uh, so if I'm not driving around doing the real estate stuff and looking at land, then, um, I'm in the camper with the, my dog swimming around. Living the true main life, right? I mean, being outdoors and. Yeah, that is it. It doesn't get much more main than that. And you stopped by OBC a couple of weeks ago and saw our new layout. You were pretty happy about that. It was like, it was, no, it was last week. A couple of weeks ago. It was last week. Yeah, it was last week. I showed up with my cowboy hat and all. Yeah, exactly. And and your pop. What I do. <laughs> Great. I missed miss the days that we were able to sell us, uh, you know, celebrate with big parties. I mean, uh, you know, Spencer and I, you know, we put on a pretty badass uh, merch kind of party thing. Um, uh, Joe, not, not long before COVID shut down, and we had a, blat, a badass party, you know, bumping and stuff like that at OBC. That won't happen anytime soon, I don't think. But. Uh, yeah. One of these days, we'll have to get another tip whip uh, OBC party together and and, and and celebrate again. Yeah, I think we'll have to do a. Uh, I think we should do a drive-in concert at OBC. Just have it. I want to do um, socially distanced movies. So if we did after eight o'clock, because we close at eight o'clock right now, but say like eight fifteen ish, you you show up, you reserve ahead of time, free, and you go out to the patio, and you get your tables, and where the um line is and the bocce ball court is we put a screen over there and project a movie onto it obviously we can't sell it as a movie that like, you can't be like hey come watch back to the future excuse me because there's some rights things on that but like if i could say hey come watch a classic movie tonight 
sign up for your slot and you get a table assigned to you. We're all socially distanced. You can go up and get a drink and beer and food and stuff like that, but then you watch the movie outside. And, and you're on roller skates riding around <laughs> dropping the beers off. <laughs> roller skates on that crushed gravel probably is not going to work that well. <laughs> I'll fall over. Yeah, you want to see me in a nice little short skirt? Is that what you're trying to say? <laughs> yeah, hey, whatever whatever apparel you want to wear, OBC approved is my only uh, my only suggestion. Other than that, pair of uh, pair of roller skates. I think you roller skates and a nice little skirt on it has a little tip whip logo on the corner, right? Hey, whatever sells, man. Merch sells. <laughs> Merch guy. But I mean, so it's pretty cool that you were able to start this company and you're. Are you? Where are you from? New Hampshire. In New Hampshire, that's why I have a 603 number. That's why. Hmm. Light, stop sign sort of spot. What what got you here? Football. I oh, really? Defensive end, got recruited, came up here, uh, had a bunch of surgeries, and ended up staying and getting a master's degree and uh, starting tip whip during my master's degree. And yeah, now I have a main license and live in a campground. You're living the dream there, Spencer. You're living the dream. Uh, but yeah, I just wanted to chat a little bit about, you know, Tip Whip and how I got started. And I think that it's a great thing. I think we should get you back on once we know a little bit more too, because of um, what's going to happen in the fall. And when I planned this, it was like a little bit less. Like we, we were supposed to have a uh, podcast a while ago, but our schedules didn't match up. And I thought as we got closer and doing like in like last night, I was like, wow, it's kind of funny. We're going to talk about tip whip, but tip whip isn't technically existing right now because a it's the summer and B no one's using rideshare apps right now or should, I don't know. Are they, is Uber back? I don't know. Uber's back, but you know, obviously at a, at a very small scale compared to what it was. You know, I mean, obviously a lot of drivers are deterred from driving. People riding are scared of riding. So you know, no, no matter who you are, you could be the giant of Uber. They're like they're they're operating at, at a very small fraction of what it was six months ago, and mm. we'll be through until things are fixed. And but we could definitely talk more about um, what the future of Tip Whip looks like. I mean, you pr must have. I don't want you don't have to make announcements now, but you must have ideas of what you would like to do in the future, where your goals are there. So it's kind of cool that. Maybe at some point you'll be able to implement them and we can share them because uh, tip whip's a really cool thing. It keeps college students safe. Uh, it keeps our liability down as a, as a general manager of a brewery. It, it makes Orono Brewing Company feel a little safer to partner with you for events and such because we know our people we serve alcohol to are likely going to get home safe if they're in a tip whip. Um, we did main day last year, or, yeah, last year together uh, to make sure people got home safe on, on main day. Uh, we did, like we've done multiple events at OBC, just the idea of partnering with a local company who will get people home safely. Um, that's not a massive conglomerate like your Ubers or your Lyfts or things like that. Uh, it's pretty cool. So tip is definitely needed in the area, I think. And it's definitely something that is going to grow further and further and further. And the cool thing is now that you've been around for long enough, maybe some of these students who use tip whip or drove for tip whip will tell the people coming in, Hey, you should really use this app. You know what I mean? Because it's like one of those things that word of mouth really travels. People come to OBC now because their brother, sister, friend, you know, aunt, uncle, whatever, went to Orono Brewing Company when they were at school. And now they come now because of, uh, you know, the word of mouth. Same thing with Tip Whip. I think that could happen as well for the long run. 
Yeah, no, it's definitely, I mean, it's pretty much definitely there. I mean, it's, it's become like a fabric of the community and it's become like a third option of transportation for all the students there. I mean, I've heard, you know, residence hall, you know, directors and arts, all that sort of stuff, tell kids to download tip whip. I mean, the teachers, uh, other faculty members. So it's, uh, it's definitely, it's definitely a pretty well-known part. I mean, we can always do more to market and, and grow and, and stuff like that, but it's been pretty amazing to kind of just set it and forget it in a sense because the word of mouth is our strongest piece on campus and it's really well known. It's awesome. So I, I really appreciate everything. Um, we could wrap this up here pretty soon. I got to get over to OBC to get some work done. Uh, <laughs> excuse me. Um, but we, uh, we definitely got to get you back on so we can talk about the things and see how your real estate business is going and so on. That'd be, that'd be great, man. I, cause I think it'd be fun to discuss what's going to be happening for everybody uh, come fall time. So yeah. when we get there, it'd definitely be fun to check back in and see what everybody's doing, including the breweries and restaurants of the world, all the way down to the ride sharing stuff. That's part of my actual plan too, is like these small things. I'm doing these weekly, but one of the things I want to do is a lot of the people I've talked to, we've talked a lot about COVID on the podcast. So like, so-and-so, how are you dealing with it? How's your business dealing with it? Yada, yada, yada. But I thought about doing like a snippets later on, really short things that are like five, 10 minutes, just like how you fix whatever issues happened during COVID or whatever, and have a little update things that come back out later on. So we could definitely do one of those. Talk about tip whip and how it's going to be affected in the fall and, and so on. Um, but I'm proud of Spencer here because Spencer did something that, you know, a lot of us, uh, people who want to start our own companies and do something on our own, um, a lot of people don't end up doing it cause they don't, have, they don't put the effort in or they don't, you know, find the time to do it or, you know, de uh, dedicate the time to do it. Uh, Spencer has done that and done something that's pretty cool. And a lot of, like I said, college students love it. Teachers love it. Professors love it. It's great. So it's pretty cool. And, uh, I hope it all works out in the fall. We'll talk again, but I really appreciate you coming on and chat with me. Um, tip whip, is it just tipwhip.com? Got it. And on you social media. And then also, if you're a college student, when you get come back to the fall at, uh, you know, Hudson at Eastern Maine or at uh, UMaine right now, you can just go to the App Store and the Google Play Store and download it as well. But I think the links are on tipwhip.com anyway, right? Yep. Sweet. But it wasn't super long, but I appreciate you doing this, and I, I, I'll talk to you soon. Okay, man? Absolutely. I'll see you at the brewery. Thanks, Spencer. Bye, bud.